Hello, hello. Welcome to episode three of Moms Who Achieve podcast. I'm your host, Regina. I'm here. I'm ready. I hope this past week has been amazing for you. And at the very least, you've taken some time out for yourself. For me, that looks like waking up two to three hours before my crew does so that I can get my thoughts together, drink my tea, do some personal growth studies, working on my business. Maybe you even started to become more aware of your surroundings, your feelings, your thoughts, the words you say, the thoughts you allow in, your triggers, all of that stuff. For me, today was hair day, which means I was pretty frazzled most of the morning, but like any other hair day, we got through it. So today we are going to do a deep dive into the subconscious mind. If you haven't already, check out the show notes and get your Stickman PDF so that you have a visual of what I'm talking about. I gave full details about the Stickman in episode one. In this episode, we'll discuss what the subconscious mind is and how it differs from the conscious mind what important role the subconscious mind has in childhood and what does that mean for us as adults? The significance of the thoughts that pass through the subconscious mind from the conscious mind, how our subconscious mind relates to our current thoughts, behaviors, and results. So grab your tea, coffee, Patron, whatever makes you comfortable and let's dive in. And if you're multitasking, as I love to do while listening to podcasts, I'm here for you as well, girl. As you're looking at the stick man figure with me, we see the large circle at the top of the stick man is split into a top and a bottom. The top is the conscious mind. The bottom is a subconscious mind. Last week, we discussed that our conscious mind is where thoughts are created, accepted or rejected. Through our senses and the ether, or for me, our higher self, source, whatever name you want to give higher power that connects us all energetically. Thoughts come in and we have the ability through our reasoning factor to decide if we'll accept or reject those ideas. Even when we aren't aware of that ability, it still stands. The subconscious mind is very different. It does not have the ability to reject thoughts, ideas, or beliefs. Even the most silliest idea or statement, it does not have a sense of humor, nor does it have the ability to understand when something is ridiculously untrue. This means that whatever ideas are passed on from the conscious mind is deemed 100% true to the subconscious or emotional mind. Bruce Lipton said this, the conscious mind is a creative mind. The subconscious mind is a programmed mind. So when you hear about affirmations and the importance of speaking life into yourself, your children, this is why. It's tapping into the subconscious mind. On the flip side, when we do other things like consistently have negative self-talk, we begin to see those statements as true. And so the saying goes, our thoughts create our results. We can do the same and even on a larger scale to our children. And I'll go more in depth about that in a second. The important thing to remember here is that words and ideas and thoughts are taken literally into the subconscious mind, which is why it's important that we be aware of the ideas and thoughts that we accept. One key difference between children and adults is that children do not utilize their conscious mind. Now, I don't have hard and fast numbers for you, but the rule of thumb in my research is that children do not have the ability to use their conscious mind at least until about age seven. Bruce Lipton, an American biologist known for his studies on epigenetics, does a very good job of explaining this with a scientific basis. And I'll drop his links in the show notes for you to go and learn more. So when you think of your 
child's mind. Imagine that the entire top half of the stick man is gone, obsolete. That means that as ideas and thoughts come into their minds, they do not have the ability to accept or reject them. They can't use their reasoning factors to decide, is this true for me? Do I want to accept this as true? Will this thought serve me? No, they don't have this ability yet. And so what does that mean? Well, I feel like Bob Proctor said it best. You are the product of other people's habitual way of thinking. And I'm going to say that again because I believe it's super powerful for us to understand or begin to understand why we have the results we have now, why we operate the way we do, where our beliefs come from. You are the product of other people's habitual way of thinking. H7, we are pretty much the products of our environment. Think about the limiting beliefs you have that are not serving you. Where do they come from? If you constantly hold tight to money, wanting to save every penny, won't even invest in yourself, feeling like you'll never have enough. Hmm. Were you raised around adults that said things like, we don't have it. We don't have enough. That costs too much. No, you can't have that. I don't have the money. Uh, I'm always broke. There's never enough. I'm always robbing Peter to pay Paul. Were there fights or disagreements amongst the adults around you pertaining to money? Or simply were there negative connotations around money in general? So that saying, money is the root of all evil. If you grew up hearing this one, you likely struggle with the concept that you can in fact be rich and be a good person. That being rich is a great thing because the more money you have, the more people you're able to serve. Even if you know these statements are true, because they are, you may find that you're unable to fully grasp this idea deep down. The idea doesn't flow freely through you. This is because of a limiting belief that you formed in your childhood where you had no choice in the matter. And unfortunately, most of our parents had no idea how powerful their words and actions were, that they literally were raising an adult whose belief systems and personalities will be a direct result of the words they heard and situations they observed. They didn't know that their belief systems were being passed down to you and you had no choice but to accept it. There are many limiting beliefs you likely struggle with that we can address, but we talk a lot about new things and failing. This is a huge one for me. Did you get in trouble when you did the wrong thing? Were there any negative results from your actions? Were you punished in any way? Or were your mistakes made to be just that? Hey, everyone makes mistakes. It's part of life. You did your best. So likely not. And if you're like me, you may remember getting into trouble on many different levels when you did the wrong thing or when you didn't live up or add up to your caretaker's expectations, even if they were ridiculous expectations. Or maybe you only received positive affirmations in a, in a nurturing environment when you did exactly what was expected of you, which means that today you may struggle with making your own decisions, going through with an idea or new adventure, unless other people have confirmed that it's a good idea. Always making choices based on what other people may think. Maybe you were only celebrated if you conform to those around you, which means that today it may be difficult to stand out, to do something different, even when you know it's the right thing for you. As an adult, do you feel like a burden? Did you hear things as a child like, Kids are to be seen and not heard. And that was the environment that you were raised in. Are you afraid to speak up for yourself or communicate your needs? Do you struggle with walking in your light? Because girl, each of us have one. We were all given some sort of special gift, maybe multiples that this world needs. 
What about your eating habits? Can you see how that is reflected in how you were raised? What about your relationships? Did you observe your caretakers gossiping about their friends or people they supposedly cared for? Did you see betrayal between the adults around you? Maybe you have the inability to trust people now. So the point being is that in most cases, you didn't just end up as you are. Your beliefs were established as a child and were directly passed down from your caretakers who most likely had no idea the amount of responsibility they were given. And if they were, they had none of the tools to even begin down the road of self-healing to provide you a better, more nurturing and accepting environment. I point this out because as we move forward in the show, we have to understand that acknowledging is not blaming. It's difficult to speak negative about the people you love, especially if they're still here with us. But I don't think we can begin to heal if we aren't first honest about the pain in whatever form it showed up for you. So you acknowledge, but you don't blame because blame and shame, as Brene Brown has proven, doesn't allow healing. And that's exactly what we want. So what does all this mean? For me, when I first realized this, it actually lifted a weight from my shoulders. I began to understand that I actually had a choice and how beautiful that is to have the awareness of where your current beliefs come from. Because now you can start to address those paradigms that aren't serving you. And that's such a powerful realization because you can move from victim to victor. As long as you're a victim, then it's always up to someone else or something else to change in order for you to change. When we shift our thinking from Victor, we don't have anyone or anything to blame, just ourselves, which means we can do the work immediately. So a side note here, y'all, this shit is heavy. It's an ongoing study for me. I'm constantly learning and elevating. So if this is your first time hearing this, it could be a lot. Let it just sink in. Be aware of how your body feels, notice your thoughts, and listen through this a few times maybe. I also suggest that you start to follow these hashtags on TikTok and Instagram. Mindset shifts, limiting beliefs, inner child healing, paradigm shifts, subconscious mind, anything that has any kind of meaning on doing the work in our mind because our thoughts create our reality because you have access to the world. But it doesn't matter if you aren't using it to your advantage. My best friends are literally those I've never met. I use social media strategically to help deepen my understanding of the topics I'm interested in. I do not let social media choose what I consume. And that's really important because we have the world at our hands and it's up to us to use it effectively. Now that you understand the importance of our subconscious mind and how it relates to your belief systems today, you may be wondering, okay, Regina, I'm getting it, but how do I change it? What are my next steps? And through my research, I've discovered three main ways you can do so, but I'm willing to bet there probably are more. Let me know if you guys find them. The first way is through continual hypnosis, which is how it was downloaded to the subconscious mind as you were a child in the first place. You didn't hear negative beliefs about money once or twice. It was repeatedly said to you. Now, as an adult at night, when you go to sleep, the subconscious mind is in control. Remember, as a child, you only operated in your subconscious mind. Now you operate with your conscious mind, but when you're sleeping, your subconscious mind is full throttle. You can put your earphones on with repeated words of the new belief systems that you want to have. 
and you do that repeatedly over time, your subconscious mind will be reprogrammed. For me, I wrote down the beliefs I want for myself and then recorded those in my own words. This was powerful. And honestly, because I struggle with discipline, this episode is reminding me to get my shit together and get back to it. But honestly, when I, even as recording myself saying the beliefs that I want to have, I felt the energy shift, like even before listening to it while sleeping, because I am saying something positive about myself and it's my voice in me that I often hear, like I'm my biggest critic. So I definitely felt the energy shift and I've done a hypnosis session before. And what she did was record that for me, recorded the affirmations that we came up with. And the goal was for me to listen to that 21 nights straight. I didn't do it. That was like a year or so ago. I'm a different person now. But the point being here is that science proves that this works. Second, after our beliefs are established around age seven, to learn something, we have to do it through constant space repetition. So practice. We have to practice over and over again. So if you wanted to create a new belief, for example, money is amazing, money is good, you have to constantly affirm and repeat that to yourself over and over again. Listen to YouTube videos validating how great money is, constantly speaking this into your mind, rejecting negative thoughts about money when they come in from conversations, social media, or whatever other outlets you engage in. You intentionally Flood your mind with a new belief because as you continue to allow a specific thought come in, your subconscious mind can't do anything but accept it to be truth. And y'all, I'm talking a lot about money, but this is about anything, whether it be religion, whether it be fear, whether it be thinking that you don't have what it takes, whether it be trying to lose weight, you'll never be able to do it. You'll never be able to get your finances together. I know what I want to do in life, but I'll never be able to do it. It doesn't matter. Just take out money and insert that belief there. So there you have it. We talked in depth about the subconscious mind today. I feel like that's the most important. Well, maybe I wouldn't say that because the subconscious, the conscious mind is where we create. That is where the ideas come in at. I guess I believe the subconscious mind is what we overlook so very often because we don't understand the power of it. But when you understand that anything that you can get your subconscious mind to accept as reality has to be it's kind of exciting because you can remove things, you can change it. I'm not saying it's easy, but you can change those limiting beliefs that are passed down that you no longer agree with, that does not serve you. And you can instill those thoughts and beliefs that will help you reach your goal, whatever that might be. And now it's time for our mom who achieves shout out. I want to shout out Shania Abdullah, who's not only a good friend of mine, but she is doing amazing work. I admire her in so many different ways. She is a slow life design coach. She works with people that want to opt out of the rat race and create life on their own terms, focusing on the areas of health, wealth, and home education. This means creating and following a clear plan to their dream life based in self-awareness, mind training, and intention. She's created an amazing digital course for parents that want to homeschool their children on their own terms outside of the box. And y'all, she is definitely legit. 
She's homeschooled her children for nine years now, all while running a business with her husband called Urban Evolution. In their business, they provide health and wellness products, and I have been blessed with many of their herbs and tinctures. If natural living is something you're interested in and without all of the fluff, Shania Abdullah is your mama. I'll link her website and social media handles in the show notes now. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I'll see you guys next week. You are a mom that's achieving and I can't wait to see what you do. Be blessed.